Alright, uh, let's do this one more time. I'm Brooklyn's one and only Spider-Man. My name is Miles Morales. I was bitten by a radioactive spider. I'm pretty sure you know the rest. You're listening to the number one podcast in education across the Spider-Verse, Steambox. Are those my Jordans? All right, the Steambox. Thank you for listening. We are back with another uh, Steambox versus podcast. Right now, it's Steambox versus the 360 Academy. I've got some of the Warriors in the house. Warriors, please say what's up to the world. What's up? What's up? As like for the four people and Joseph's back. What up, Joseph? We also got we've got Devin from Ten Men. We've got Christian from uh, 360 Academy. There's so much going on. I'm gonna start here. Norris, our mutual friend, Mm -hmm. Rich Norris. Shout out to Rich Norris. I love Rich Norris. Great dude. I think, is he the founder of Gentleman's Academy? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's the founder. Founder of Gentleman's Academy. Does a lot of great work. He was talking about the Attendance Matters. Have you guys seen the Attendance Matters campaign? No. So Mm -hmm. they're doing a statewide campaign called Attendance Matters. And I was asked to participate in the Attendance Matters campaign. And I did that. (laughs) Hell no, I'm not participating. Here's why. And I'm sorry, because this is like, this is like, I don't, we, it's how dare you, Roberto. (laughs) But the main reason, the number one reason, the number one reason why I'm saying no is because Christian and I worked with a teacher before. You might have had a different experience with her, and that's okay. But Christian and I worked with a teacher before named Miss Carr, and she was of a different generation. And some people of different generations have different opinions and a little more conservative. And she dropped N-bombs. Our students were really upset by that. And that's reason number one. Reason number two is we had students on this podcast talk about how school is degenerative to their mental wellness. Now, that's not all students, right? That's not all students. But if some students feel like school is hurting them instead of making them better, especially what we just talked about with teachers saying N-bombs, well, why the hell am I going to tell them that they should go to school? Reason number three, that same school that you and I worked at, Mm-hmm. And it's not they're not alone because there was a uh, there's over 100 vacancies for teachers in Providence right now. And I think there's a record number of 180 teachers retiring. Right. So there's already over 100 classrooms that are that don't have a teacher. And there's another 180 teachers that are retiring. So when people do go to school, many of them are just kind of herded into the cafeterias or the gyms. You know what I mean? Where they're kind of babysat and they just kind of hang out because there's no teacher. This is commonplace and sad. So if you ask me to tell students to go to school or to say, hey, I'm Roberto. This is by attendance matters. I'm saying can't do it, bro. I can't do it. until you can fix X, Y and Z. You are dedicated. You are in there. You are teacher, bro. You are teacher, bro. You must. And I would understand. I, I would want the community to send their students in. Right. Yeah. So, I, so I get that. But what are your, what are your thoughts on that? Like pushback, that reasoning for why I can't do like an attendance matters campaign. I mean, I, I hear your points a hundred percent. So as a teacher, obviously I want to see my students in front of me in the classroom every day, but I understand also that life gets in the way. Sometimes my students from, from Providence, And, you know, I'm sure students from, like, Central Falls and Pawtucket can, like, identify with this. Like, we don't live the same kind of lives as students in uh, more affluent suburban neighborhoods. 
So it's not always as easy as, okay, get up and go to school. You know, you might have to drop your little brother or sister off on the way. Uh, you might have to handle household errands. You might have to stay home and, and help your, your mommy or your papi translate uh, Spanish for a meeting that they have to go to. And these offices that they have to go do that, these meetings are, you know, only open during school hours. Yes, I, I think attendance is, is important, but I, I've also always believed students are people first and that they have lives and, and, and my students have challenges that sometimes get in the way of their attendance. And that should not be a penalty for them when it comes to their academics. Um, so I, I think, you know, I don't, I don't think going to school every day is the only way to be a great student. Any thoughts on attendance? Go ahead, Claude. I really agree with both of you because I do have problems at home. I have problems with my health and it leaves you with a missing school sometimes. And this year I've been missing a bit of school because health problems, family problems. And I've asked her very kindly, could you remove this missing assignment? I did work for it. I did credit for it. But no, she's graded it. It's a zero in my Skyward. I look 70 something in her class right now. This is a result of your attendance? Uh, yeah, okay. So I'm trying to fix it. And I've been talking to her passive aggressively because she doesn't want to get rid of it. But I've been doing the work. I've been getting the credit for it, too. So what we're finding is a correlation, which is probably the word I was looking for earlier. Uh, we're finding a correlation between your illness, right, or, or your wellness and not being able to go to school, and then punitive results with your grades. Okay, what did you want to add? I feel like it's because she's old, like older, as like maybe from her generation... Because the way she makes it seem like she was there during the slave era for some reason. I don't know why she makes it seem like that, but I swear that's what she says. And, like, that's how she acts. Um, but I feel as if, like, for her, even if, like, through sickness and health, like, you would still go to school and do it no matter what. Mm -hmm. Even if that would put you at a higher risk of, like, of whatever Chloe's going through, you know. Even that would, if that would put you at a high risk of, you know, the illness you have currently you would still go to school and do it. And I feel like that's the ment mentality that she has. And I feel like for some people that are that age and older, you can't get rid of that mentality. So it's going to, like, it, it's definitely harder, if not impossible, to even try to do that. That's really interesting. I also see a disconnect when it comes to technology and one of the reasons for yonder pouches. And I feel like some generations are more inclined to use technology creatively where some generations, and it's not exclusive. There are some younger teachers who are like, no, F your cell phones. Um, but I see a generational divide with technology too. There was, so, oh. there was a funny thing where um, uh, I think it was the, I think it was Chloe where you guys had to leave for, was it like SATs or like something like that for period five for drama? Uh, and prep for PSAT. Yeah, they sent an email code to their phone because they can't you can't use your personal email on a school chromebook so they sent it to your phone but it was during school hours so they couldn't do it and it was, it was like you guys kind of like they kind of screwed up there because i mean i get before then is when they cut off the whole you can't use your personal email on school chromebooks and then they added the underpages afterwards but i feel like they could have like made something there to like what they could have did something to like account for the fact of that not having followed the way they're locking down technology is wild we got um we got gifts where a bunch of my students got macbooks right the macbook pros yeah uh last year and 
those are like uh, locked down from school. Like you can't. You're not allowed to use your personal laptops. Right. And, and Instead, schools. use yeah. this like shitty no processor, like with no hard drive. Right. Some kids have like, WebOS tab device. Some kids have like tablet things that like count as computer soup. And some of the teachers, like I've heard there was with things like she was like, oh, we should get bigger pouches for tablets like that. And because kids can't have those. And it's like, it's a computer. Like there's no reason to do that. Like. It's just suck. You know, you're going to still have class with this teacher. You know, yeah, I'm they, saying, think, it, think about it, man. It, think about it. <laughs> Dr. Grant, who's the leader here, and also a, a number no. of other students would list her all, as all the same Dr. Grant, one of the better teachers. All of I, I hope that that works out. I hope that that works out. But mm-hmm. I just want to point out that other bit, too. So something else that's happening. Yep. There was an announcement about your high school being closed. Your high school being closed. Mm-hmm. Help me understand. Okay, so it's... I'm going to try my best. I hope you understand. But it's it's been hard for us to understand the reasoning behind it. Our school is co-located. So I teach at 360 High School in Providence. Our school is co-located with uh, Juanita Sanchez High School. So we share the same building. Um, that, that building was specifically designed to hold two schools in it. Even from the time when I was in high school, there was... Pais and there was Cooley on, on, on the other side. I went to Pais and, you know, I had friends in Pais. I had friends in Cooley. It, the building's always been designed to hold two schools in it. 360, all the teachers, like a, like maybe three weeks ago, we got an email in the middle of the day saying that there was going to be an emergency meeting at the end of the day. I don't know any time you guys have had a good emergency happen to you, but... You know, we all get this email in the middle of the day and everyone's just wondering, all right, what's this meeting about? So you've already, the people have anxiety then. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, like I said, this is in the middle of the day. I don't think we even ate lunch yet. Um, and so we get to the meeting at the end of the school day and we were told by the superintendent of Providence Public Schools that our school, the way he said it was our school is going to be merged with Juanita Sanchez and we, we've all been really confused about the way they're using the word merger, because when you hear the word merger, you think of two different entities combining, meaning um, student body, the staff, leadership. Um, our students are you know, going to get the opportunity to stay at this newly, uh, quote unquote, merged high school. Um, but all of the teachers at, who work for 360 High School are being displaced at the end of the year. Um, as well as our administrators and all the staff, so the people who work in school who are not teachers, teacher assistants, um, secretary in the front office. They have to reapply? They have to, we all have to reapply to work in the same building that we're currently working in. I'm a simple man right now. Yep. Right? So it sounds like you've got two schools happening in one building Yep. with its own set of teachers and administrators. Simple break. I understand. I know that I'm wrong, and I'm just hoping that you can help me understand. So there's going to be redundancy. So the administrators might have to figure out where they're going to be, right? But if they have all those classrooms, especially in a teacher shortage era, mm-hmm. wouldn't the assumption be that your classroom's still going to need a teacher? This is just me trying to understand. Yeah, yeah that those two schools are going to become one. And it seems like they're going to have the same amount of classrooms. They have all the teachers right there. So shouldn't the problem kind of solve itself? It should. The The reason that there's so much uncertainty behind it is in, in the same meeting that we're being told we're displaced and that we have to reapply for these jobs. We're also being told that there's no guarantee of us being rehired. Um, there's no guarantee of how many 
positions they're going to be opening to hire teachers for this school. Also, there's just no certainty about where our leaders, uh, our principal and our assistant principal, are going to land. Um, and it's a big issue for us because there's just no transparency about who is making these decisions, what's the process. Um, there's no community input behind a decision like this being made, even though this directly impacts our community. It impacts our students where they're going to go to school. It impacts um, their families. Like you know, that's going to be something that they're going to have to be figuring out if, if they want their students to still attend this um, newly merged school. Um, that's going to have a completely different focus than the school that you know. Three sixty has a different focus than what Juanita Sanchez has, and both of those th things are necessary. It's good for students to have options. Uh, in their education. Um, so the way I'm seeing this now is, is one option is being removed to favor another option. And they're, they're also saying there's a lot of like budgetary reasons behind the decision being made also to, you know, they're closing 360. It's, it's essentially what's happening. Um, there's not going to be anything in this plan right now. There's not going to be anything that's left of 360. It's not going to be called 360 anymore. Our principals are going to be gone. Um, the teachers might be back. Who knows? It depends on if, if we get hired or not. To use the word merger has been very misleading um, because it's really yeah, essentially it's a replacement. It's this school is being closed and this other school is being expanded. Again, the reasons are very unclear because they have not been communicated as well as the district would like to say they have communicated it. Um, I think they've regurgitated the same three sentences uh, about this over and over again and haven't really gone into depth about how or why this decision got made. If I'm a community advocate, mm -hmm. what do you need from me? Uh, we need support and also showing up for, for different opportunities to speak out. So a couple of weeks ago, there was a school board meeting for Providence that um, a bunch of the teachers, students, parents, community organizers all showed up to voice, you know, frustration about this, but also try to, like, call on the school board to support us and talk to, um, you know, the Rhode Island Department of Education, the governor, uh, other people who can, you know, hopefully influence this decision to be reversed. What do you need from Rye? So you said reverse the decision. Yeah, well, currently Providence Public School is still under a state takeover. Mm -hmm. So as much as this decision is being communicated to us by the superintendent, at the end of the day, right now, the all the decision making still lies with the Rhode Island Department of Education as long as our school district is still under state takeover. Central Falls is too, right? Like as far as I know. I'm not, I'm not sure about if Central Falls is in, in, is in a state takeover. Um, I didn't hear that. Oh, wait, is that We're like now... Such a falls isn't like its own district Yes, the Department of Ed. Yeah, because we used to have half days like last year, but it's switched now because apparently it's like a. And I might be wrong on this, but now it's like a a full state thing, and mm -hmm. the state didn't like basically like that, and they were like, "Yeah, we can't have that no more." So you're just gonna have like a full on full week now. Yeah, I, I think Central Falls has quietly been under a state takeover for many many years. So, yeah, so I, I know that the state takeover started for us in, in 2019 in Providence. 
But I hadn't heard about it happening here in Central Falls. Thir- yeah, 32, 32 years. And, okay. And it seems, so that's under many different leaders, right? State leaders, commissioners. Yeah. But I've never seen such a lack of transparency. And this is from somebody that I probably advocate for. Now, please don't, please don't fight me. The only reason, the only reason that I would advocate for that person is as a Latina to come in, I see a lot of mud being thrown at her in ways okay. that, you know, oftentimes I wish... We talked about we talked about how men get treated differently. And I kind of I kind of see that sometimes if I was to support her in any event, it's like, help me help you. And the lack of transparency is not, you know, is not helpful. Yeah. And also the Latin, you know, at the school board meeting, I mentioned a couple of weeks ago, the commissioner was not in attendance. The superintendent was not in attendance. So transparency um, showing up. I think these are important things when we talk about education and these are things that like our leaders should be doing. So I would I don't I don't want to get too in particular into that person like you're talking about. Yeah. All I would all I would say is I have a mentor of mine who 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 likes to say your your kinfolk ain't always your skinfolk or your no the opposite. Your skinfolk ain't always your kinfolk. Skinfolk ain't kinfolk, yeah. So I can't put it past anybody um, to do anything. Yeah, not all Latinos deserve blanket like support right. because they're Latino. That's not. I'm not even remotely going there. It's still in the vein of like what needs to happen. This question is: Let's say there is. They have a plan. I'm not suggesting that they actually have a plan. This is a hypothetical scenario yeah. where I'm being very fair. Mm-hmm. to people who have not established a plan since they've came in. And again, I made excuses off the air earlier, like, damn, leadership changed and all this stuff, and I wonder if there's like a lame duck thing going on. But that doesn't even matter, because this is an action. So let's say this action has been taken and there's a plan. What does that plan need to look like to satisfy you to be like, oh, I understand now? I'm going to be a bit biased and saying, like, I want 360 to stay open. Yep. So that would definitely satisfy me. Why is that and- important? So to me, it's important for 360 to stay open because the community that we have fostered at that school is second to none. That's my belief. That's also a quote from um, somebody who works for the superintendent. He said that in the meeting that we were told our school was being closed. Mm -hmm. They also mentioned that our school culture and and, uh, community is second to none. So it's, again, really confusing why our school is, is being closed when... Uh, we fostered such a great academic community. All the teachers go by first name at our school. Even the principals, like students, can come up to me and say, hey, Christian, what's up? I haven't been Mr. Martinez since I left Alvarez, which was an adjustment. But, like, it's it's important to the students, so it's important to me. I like it. And that's just a small example of how much, you know, our principals, our staff, parents have been involved in creating a safe space for the students to feel like they can thrive in school. Big schools are not for everybody. Yeah. I think, like I said earlier, like options for students are really important. When I was in high school, I went to Pais, which is in the same exact space 360 occupies. It was a small school. I needed that. I, I needed that, you know, close attention because I, I definitely could have been one of the students who fell through the cracks at a bigger school and you know, I would have just coasted because I would have, you know, I had the right amount of intelligence to not really, like, be on the border of, like, okay, this kid needs all the help or you need to push him into AP. Like, <laughs> I needed that more direct attention from, from teachers. And I think that's what we provide. That's one of the many things we provide for our students at 360, um, as well as 
just like overall thinking about designing and making your world like this podcast like we have a podcast in class at 360 yeah we have you know you nobody call me man i missed the i missed the call man we have um start with the number one podcast <laughs> web education i mean it, we have yeah hey, listen man we got to bring you in we got to bring you in um we but among that we have journalism we have um a maker space with sewing machines 3d printers t-shirt printing machines you know, our mission really is to help students make the world the way they want it to be. Yeah. So it's very open. It's very design-based. Uh, we do a lot of project-based learning. Um, we try to make things as relevant as possible for students. So it's not just about, you know, Y equals MX plus B. It's about how does that translate into a real-world situation. This is the value. This is, this is just the tip of the iceberg of the value of 360. Yeah, Absolutely. Our school is a safe place for people. I, you know, I think anybody who would come into our school and visit and just like talk to students, talk to teachers, talk to Carrie and Rich, those are our principals. Um, I think you'll, you'll get the same message from everybody. Yeah. It's a safe place. It's a great place for us to learn. It's a great place to teach. And we're, we're constantly like learning and growing as we go. Um, but student voice and student input has always has been a part of 360 from the very beginning of its design. And I, I think that's something that's powerful. I, I think that alone is is worth keeping us open because I think we're a model of how education should be. I think having student input be the center, be the motor of of the school is valuable. And I, I don't think anyone does that the way 360 does. Well, now you know why attendance matters at 360 Academy. Devin, thank you for being here today. Christian, thank you for being here today and representing 10 Men. Steampunks, thank you guys for, for hanging in the cut. Peace out.